From the studios of Teeing It Up and on the road in the Carolinas. We'll, we'll keep your location, Luke Anonymous. Um, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint, the special Saturday edition for a Thursday night special, Thursday night football special edition. This is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint. Luke's here. Hello, Luke. What's going on? What's up? You ready for this Saturday special of Thursday Night Football? I love, yeah, well, I, I don't like that that uh, convoluted name, but I love Saturday football in the NFL. Uh, I wish, you know, it because of the schedule, uh, we had to wait an extra week because of Army-Navy and the Heisman last week. College football extended their season by an extra week. But, man, triple header, uh, I'm ready to go. And this is a big triple header, and that's why we're doing this on a Saturday. And that 4:30 game, which we'll see Mike Tirico and Kurt Warner on the call, is so vital. Buffalo, New England, 10 and 4, 11 and 3. This is a Pats team that has made their hay this year on defense and special teams against a, a, a Buffalo um, defense, which has been pretty good. And now Tom Brady and company, with no weapons, need to figure out how to get it together because. As Keith Bennett, one of my golf colleagues, talked about on the show, golf pro out of Seattle, but is from Vermont and is a Pants fan, talked about on, on the podcast with me off air this week, if you double Julian and double James White, what other options does Tom Brady have that he trusts? And this is where a guy like Mohamed Sanu has to step up. And where Belichick has to be really inventive with this defense, uh, sorry, with this offense, because this Buffalo team is legitimate, they're strong, and if Josh Allen doesn't turn it over and can decipher the defense properly, the Bills are going to be in this game, even though the Pants are six and a half point favorites. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that six and a half, and I still, I, I have just a hard time, and not only that six and a half, but the Patriots as well, because. Uh, I've continued to play the Patriots each and every week because I just continue to expect Patriots of old. They'll, they'll always be given the benefit of the doubt for me uh, until probably Brady and or Belichick actually leave that place. Hmm. But, um, you know, I look at this game with, with the Bills, and the last time they played it was a six-point game, but if you remember, you know, Josh Allen had a concussion, Matt Barkley comes in, throws an interception in the red zone, otherwise the Bills had a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, who knows what would have happened if Josh Allen stayed out there. And since then, the Patriots have lost the three good teams that they have played. So their only really good win this year against a good team was the Bills, but it was only by six when Josh Allen had to leave the game. But now they get them at home, and the Bills haven't beaten Tom Brady in New England, I believe, in a decade. And again, I just go back to it is Tom Brady. Uh, this is a big game. They're at home. Short week for Buffalo. I just, I, I, I continue. The Patriots will always have my trust, and I, I would find it hard to believe that they will lose at home in a game like this. Somebody like Josh Allen. I don't know if they'll cover the six and a half. I think they get the win. Uh, Sean McDermott is a great coach. I think he's probably the most underrated, but he's 0-5 against the Patriots. Uh, Josh Allen has a, a completion percentage below 50% against Bill Belichick. Uh, it'll be really low scoring, but the Patriots, they are the Patriots. Uh, they score on defense. Special teams will find a way to win. Josh Allen may make uh, one or, or two uh, mistakes that will cost them. Um, the nightcap, 8-15 on the NFL Network. Uh, these are Fox-produced games because they are part of the Thursday Night Football package. Remember, this is a special Saturday edition of Thursday Night Football. By the way, Luke, you're going to probably see this branded as an NFL Network special, except that on my DVR, on, on my cable box, the post-game show is known as the Thursday Night Football post-game show. Oh, interesting. 
So we'll see if it's branded that way uh, come midnight tonight. Rams 49ers. And this to me is a fascinating game because divisional games, you can throw out the record sometimes, which we'll get to with the Cowboys. This Rams team is reeling. This has not been the same, same, same Jared Goff as last year. Leonard Fournette's not, sorry, Todd Gurley's not been the same guy, not, clearly not been Leonard Fournette, uh, but Todd Gurley's not been the same guy. This has been a different Ram team, and the 49ers keep rolling. They're 11-3. They are trying desperately, however, to win this division because they need to win this division to ensure themselves a home game or else they could be that team going on the road having to face a... Seattle, sorry, having to face potentially a 7-9, 8-8 winner of the NFC East. This is such a vital game for the 49ers. And the line is 7. I think the Rams keep this tight. I think this is one of the best games the Rams play all year. They desperately need this game. If they want to stay in the um, NFC wildcard chase right now, they're the 7 seed. Two games back of your Vikings, who we'll get to in a second. And... For me, this is going to be a tight game, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo and company are just rolling too much, and the 49ers get Richard Sherman back tonight, which is big. Yeah, it, it sure is. That was a big difference maker uh, last week. And, uh, yeah, the Rams, you know, when the Rams looked like they were turning a corner, Todd Gurley was getting a lot more touches. And then they looked terrible against Dallas last week on the road, which was a big letdown for the Rams. And a lot of people thought the Rams were going to win that game. Uh, and Gurley only had 11 carries and less than two yards per carry. So, uh, you know, it's all about giving him the football, uh, getting him touches, because the offense is still built around running the football and play action, and you take some off of the plate of Jared Goff. Um, but then you go up against San Francisco, and I don't know if they'll be able to run uh, the football against the Niners. The Niners, uh, I think, are just a much better team now. The Niners are only 500 the last six weeks, and they've had a trouble. They've had a hard time closing out close games, and, but uh, they're just a better team. In regards to what you said about the line, I do think the Rams keep it close. I think it's a good game. I think the Niners find a way to win, but it'll be less than that touchdown. Uh, just for a, a, a little betting tip, uh, last five years, I believe it's the final two weeks of the season, when you have a team that's in the, the playoff picture like the Niners are uh, going up against a, a road underdog like the Rams, that road underdog has covered the spread, I think it's like 65% of the time. So the Niners, they just want to make sure they win. They don't need style points because they got to get ready for next week as well. So I think the Rams keep it close, but the Niners are the better team. They need to win more. I know the Rams season's on the line tonight, but they have such an outside shot of actually making the playoffs. Uh, I think the Niners uh, uh, win and uh, take care of business. That would be such a great betting tip, except it's not the Cleet Blakeman chip. And nothing can rival that tip which you gave earlier this year. That's right. And it finally came to an end, unfortunately. Well, that's why we don't bet money. Um, anyway, we now move on to your Vikings, who are 10-4, and four, facing the 11-3 and three Packers in the season finale of Monday Night Football in a game where you're not going to have Dalvin Cook again. And this will-he-won't-he thing keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The Packers are not being talked about. They are the forgotten team in the NFC. Everybody's talking about the 49ers and the Saints and maybe the Seahawks. I hear nothing about the Packers. That is a dangerous spot to be if you're Aaron Rodgers. And it's really dangerous for your Vikings, who have a two-game lead on that on, on the Rams for the sixth seed. But as I sent you last night, you can be the one seed or you can be out of the playoffs completely. 
and that's not where you want to be. You don't want to be one of those teams that can be one or seven. You want to safely punch your ticket into the playoffs, and that involves taking care of business these next two weeks. Yeah, well, what's interesting for the Vikings is uh, we may know if we're in the playoffs or not by the end of the night, depending on what happens in that Rams game. And if that's the case, I, I-, I would love to go for the one seed. I would love to uh, try to put pressure on the Packers week 17 for the division. But uh, the reports, the indications are that they are just going to rest Dalvin Cook for the playoffs at this point because he's had like three different injuries, both shoulders, uh, his chest. He's, he hasn't finished the game. Uh, three out of the last four weeks, and they need him to be right and healthy because he's, he's, he's you know, as great as Kirk Cousins, but then the offense runs through him. So we'll see what happens tonight. The Rams lose, the Vikings are at least in, and uh, Dalvin Cook, I, I don't believe, will play the rest of the regular season, and they'll rest him up for, for the postseason. But what's interesting about this, well, for the Packers, as you said, you know, the Packers aren't getting a lot of love. And I compared Aaron Rodgers to maybe the guy that's in the uh, comfortable relationship after a while. And, um, you know, during the week, you don't really have anybody to impress. But then on date night on Saturday, when you go out with the, the, either the girlfriend or the wife, uh, you still bring your A game and you dress up nice and you put on the cologne and all that sort of stuff. You shower, you comb your hair. And, uh, you know, maybe that's Rogers. But he hasn't been that great this year. I know he's going to the Pro Bowl. I don't think it was deserving. Uh, but maybe come playoff time, we'll see the true Aaron Rodgers where he'll come out in those big games and play well. But this Packers team, they've actually allowed more yards than they have themselves. Their opponents average more yards per play than the Packers' offense does, and yet, you know, somehow they're 11-3. and three. They, uh, Their point differential is like 45 points, so they average to win by 3.5 points a game. They haven't beaten a good quarterback since week 6, if you look at their schedule. So I think this Packers team, even though they'll win the division, they'll go into the playoffs, they have Aaron Rodgers, I do think they are pretty overrated for their record, and that's why uh, I don't take them seriously, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. And when you look at this game Monday night, last thing is that, uh, I mean, the Vikings, the line is up to, I think, five and a half, and it even increased after Dalvin Cook uh, uh, seems to be injured and not playing. So they're begging people to take Green Bay, which means they, uh, which means the Vikings is the right play, which I'm very hesitant about, favored by that much. So uh, I don't think Vegas is sold on Green Bay either. Uh, I think the Vikings at home find a way to, to get the job done and get a win Monday night. Uh, time out. I'm sorry. Did you just tell me that you care about Pro Bowl selections? Well, I don't care about Pro Bowl selections, but Aaron Rodgers should not have made it to the Pro Bowl this year. Why does anybody care who gets voted to the Pro Bowl? Jamal Adams from the Jets went. I, I would care more, and maybe this is a CBA thing and, and we have to change how contracts are tied, but to me the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. All Pro is a better indication, in my mind, of what people think about you than, than some kind of all-star game. Did Derek Jeter deserve to be an all-star shortstop, the starting shortstop in the AL in his last year in the all-star game? Of course not. He was not the best shortstop in the American League. He had a popularity contest, and in his final year, Jeter was, of course, going to start that game at shortstop. So to me, this is a popularity contest. It is, but until people stop pointing to it as such, then I, you know, I don't watch the game. I don't pay attention to who gets voted, and I agree with you. It's more about the, the all-pro team. But for people to reference Aaron Rodgers as a Pro Bowl quarterback or as a top-three quarterback in the NFC because he goes to the Pro Bowl, that's where I think the mistake is made. He has not played as a top-three quarterback, regardless of what that uh, nonsensical voting says. I'm with you on that, but I just I discount anything related to the Pro Bowl. 
I'm with you. I don't care. I won't be watching it. I, Kirk Cousins should have got there instead of Aaron Rodgers, but I, <laughs> I, I don't care. See, you do care. You have a bone to pick with America. All right, maybe a little bit. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, maybe a little bit. Jeez. Be careful at my wedding when you when you meet two um, Viking fans. Sorry, uh, two Packer fans. I have to make sure that everybody at my wedding can uh, get along uh, correctly. Yeah. Because they're going to hear this and not be happy with your words about their idol and the person they pray to and bow down to every night. Yeah, I tell you what, there's a lot of Packer fans in the Charleston area for whatever reason, so I have to hear it all the time about Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. <laughs> Do you wear Viking gear out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's actually how I've been recognized by people, because obviously on the radio, you know, you can't, uh, uh, they don't see you, they only hear your voice, but I'm the only person around who probably wears Viking stuff, so yeah, every Monday after a win, I, got, I wear my Viking jersey and I go out to eat and, you know, I, I show it off. There you go. Host of the Morrow Midday Show, 98.9 FM, ESPN Radio, Charleston. Um, that's about how long I want to talk about Jets Steelers. <laughs> Look, this is a vital game for Pittsburgh. They obviously need this to, to continue um, and, and clinch that, that six seed. They can get some help tonight. If the if um, sorry not tonight they can clinch it they they can get some help tomorrow and clinch it the the Jets are basically just playing out the string hoping Sam Darnold doesn't get a catastrophic injury and hoping he progresses over time I would be shocked if Le'Veon Bell gets a number of touches even though he's he's facing his old team for me this is just Mike Tomlin should be coach of the year um, and this is a really impressive job that he's done without James Conner for most of it, with a suspended Maurice Pouncey, with Mason Rudolph, with with Hodges behind him. It's just been a really impressive job by Mike Tomlin. And, um, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster's been injured. So, for my money, uh, the Jets are in this game. What's the line in this game? Uh, the Jets are three-point underdogs. Um which means this, the Steelers are essentially six-point favorites. It sounds about right. The Jets will stay in this game because of what Greg Williams has done with an injury-ridden defense. Jets have most players, Luke, on IR than any other team in football, um, which is not what you would think. But the Jets have been injury-ridden. And for, for my money, I think the Jets keep this close and ultimately lose in the end because the Steelers need it more and want it more. They, they sure do, and uh, like you said, outside of maybe Sean McDermott, Mike Tomlin has done the best coaching job this year, but when you look at Pittsburgh up late, you know, offensively with, with Doug Hodges, they've uh, simplified things. It's uh, not so much about the, the quarterback himself, and they find other ways to score. And last seven weeks, I think they only have more than one offensive touchdown in one of those seven games, I believe it is, so they don't score a lot of points. They're going on the road now. Uh, New York has had extra time. It's always hard to determine... Um, motivation, I guess. Obviously, the Steelers need a win, but like, what, what version of the Jets are you going to get where they really have nothing to play for at this point, and the Steelers need to win to stay alive in the playoffs? But uh, everybody uh, seems to be on the side of the Jets when it comes to at least the betting perspective, and a lot of people believe the Jets will find a way to win this game. If they, you know, they have the better quarterback. They're at home. They've had more time off, so maybe they'll uh, surprise you. The Steelers certainly need it, but there's a kind of a sense for Pittsburgh that they... Uh, 
but the other shoe is going to do the job. They're going to turn into a pumpkin at some point with what they've been accomplishing with Duck Hodges these last couple of weeks, and maybe that'll be tomorrow against the Jets. Maybe. Um, all right, Cowboys, Eagles, um, basically for the division. And this, to me, is going to be a really interesting indication of how bad the Rams are versus how good, potentially, the Cowboys are. For all the talk about how bad their special teams has been and how many mistakes they've made, they are better than this Eagle team. They are more impressive than this Eagle team. It is the fodder of talk radio to say, has Carson Wentz regressed? For my money, this is a game the Cowboys should win fairly easily. Yet, if they struggle, and the game is in Philly, and Dallas is two-point favorites, so clearly this is going to be a close one, but for my money, this is a game that costs coaches their jobs, and if they can put a thumping on Philly, which I believe they have the capability of doing, they are going to win this division, and they are going to go in and host a playoff game, rightly or wrongly. But they are the better team. And I think, even though the reports are that that won't save Jason Garrett's job, I think if you put in a dominating performance tomorrow, it will save his job. But um, knowing the Cowboys, they're going to be woefully inconsistent. Not that I care, but woefully inconsistent. And last week will mean absolutely, positively nothing. Yeah, um... I agree with you in the sense that for Dallas, uh, Jason Garrett, right, if they do lose this game, that they'll seal his fate in Dallas. I know both these teams are playing for the division, uh, but I do think there's more in the line for Dallas in the sense of uh, Jason Garrett's job. Dak Prescott's going to be an independent free agent. You know, Carson Wentz already has his contract. Doug Peterson has the Super Bowl. He's not going anywhere this offseason. So the Cowboys, uh, despite both teams going to the division, Dallas still has more to play for or a bigger need. Uh, when these two teams have played in the past, uh, Carson Wentz, I believe, is two and two and four. Nah, that doesn't sound right. It has to be an odd number. Yeah, one and four. So he's played terrible. No, because he was hurt sometimes, so he may have missed because of the injury. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, something like that. Two and four, I think he is, against the, the Cowboys. And one of those wins, uh, Dak didn't finish the game. Something along those lines. I don't remember the, 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 the facts. But he has uh, five turnovers last three games. He never plays well against Dallas Carson Wentz. The Eagles are banged up. Cowboys are the healthier team. We'll see what uh, how injured Dak Prescott is. But that may be a blessing because the more that Ezekiel Elliott gets the football, the better it is for Dallas. So they may be forced to actually hand it off to him more frequently tomorrow. Uh, I like everything about this matchup for the Cowboys. But for some reason, the people that I have talked to, uh, from Vegas, again, betting perspective, but they are all over uh, Philadelphia, and that concerns me. Otherwise, I look at everything in this game. Cowboys are the better team. I think they are playing for more. Uh, they're the healthier team. They should take care of business. But uh, the, the Sharps, as they're called, are all on Philadelphia, and it's a small line, so it's essentially to pick the Eagles to win. So we'll see what happens. I guess uh, there's also this, this feeling that the Cowboys, this is the type of game that Dallas uh, historically, over the last whatever 20 years, typically uh, blows when the season's on the line, especially under Jason Garrett. But I think the Cowboys get the win. All right, Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. I know. It's sad. Regular season's almost over. Your game of the week for Week 16 in the National Football League. Uh, I guess I will say that Cowboys-Eagles game. I'm going to go Buffalo-New England. Yeah. Your sleeper game. 
Hold on, Luke. Hold on. Hello? You still there, Luke? Yep. Okay. That'll be a fun listen for the folks out there. Your sleeper game. <laughs> uh, you may have given it while I was running. Uh, yeah, that probably would have made sense. No, I uh, I think I would say the one coming up first, Texans Buccaneers, just because I think it's going to be a high-scoring, close, uh, intriguing game. I'm going to go Saints-Titans. Yeah, that's the other I think one. Ryan Tannehill could uh, have a better performance than some people think and cause the Saints some problems as the Saints look to uh, get themselves the correct seeding for the playoffs. Great yeah. game to watch yeah. golf during, although there is no golf to watch. Oh, that's too bad. There's plenty of games to choose. There's golf tonight, the Australian PGA um, Championship, but... Um, there's a good game tonight, so obviously you're going to watch that and not golf. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I'll tell you, the, the bad games to watch uh, have uh, some meaning for the draft, but those would certainly be the Giants, Redskins, Dolphins, Bengals. I still won't be watching those games. Yeah. Sorry, Giants. Daniel Jones is back. Eli goes out a winner. Sorry. Sorry. Won't be there. Won't be watching. Sorry. Um... And that's it, because most Survivor Leagues are over with, and I think Baltimore's going to take care of that one. Um, that, I believe, is the only really lopsided matchup of the day. Um, some might say Seattle against Arizona, but that's basically it. Um, so that means your person or player to watch. I had somebody in mind. And I have now totally forgotten them. Um, it's um, not Tiger Woods, is it? No, not Tiger. Man, I can't think of who it was. I liked, I liked my pick, too, this week. Um, so in that case, you know, I'm going to say Drew Brees playing outdoors for just the second time in the last uh, year, I believe it is, calendar year. And historically, Drew Brees has the biggest drop-off in quarterback rating playing uh, indoors compared to outdoors. He has to go on the road to Tennessee. Just set those records last week. I'm also curious if Brady and Breeze are going to go back and forth now setting the touchdown record and if we're going to stop the game every time. So I'll also be looking for that if Brady uh, beats us today. Are you saying the Saints should have been penalized last week? No, I'm not penalized, but it isn't treat. Like, say, it's not going to happen, but if Brady throws, I think he needs three touchdowns today, right? Are they going to stop the game and honor him? And then if they do, and then Breeze comes back and throws two touchdowns to pass him, Tomorrow, are we going to stop the game again? And are we just going to keep going back and forth every time they set the record? Uh, they're still going on. I don't know. It's weird. I don't think they would stop it on the road. I think, I think they'll stop it once in Foxborough. Say thank you very much, and then just put this aside and focus on football. Although Belichick may have told their their uh, PA people save that for like week one next year. 
Yeah, I could see them just doing some quick announcement and Brady waves to the crowd and that's move on. You don't actually like stop. Yeah, because it would be very unpatriot like to like right. stop right. and applaud like that. Um, my uh, uh, player to watch um, is is Tom Brady and what he and Josh McDaniels, so both of them can do to get this offense going. The Pats have a history of getting their games in gear when it matters most. This is the start of that sequence for them. So we shall see how it goes. Luke, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed the 60-second respite we had on the sprint today. Oh, it was, it was uh, yeah, it was great to be able to catch my breath to finish the sprint. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's late in the year. We're, you know, we're, we're tiring out. This is why this one took 24 minutes. That's right. That's true. Uh, enjoy your football weekend and enjoy your football weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week.